Hello everybody, my name is Reese Lindmark and welcome to another edition of Creating a Humanist Blockchain Future, where we focus on the intersection of effective altruism, universal basic income, the attention economy, and blockchain. And today, uh, I'm about to, I'm in San Francisco, ready to go to effective uh, the EA Global Summit in San Francisco. So uh, I'm really excited to do that and excited to learn from all the effective altruists here. Um, and before we do that, I just want to talk a little bit about effective altruism plus blockchain because it's on my mind, especially around um, William McCaskill's recent uh, post to all the people in uh, that are going to EA Global about doing good together, where he talks about how uh, the community has grown so much in the last um, couple of years from you know hundreds of people to thousands of people, and now we need to start thinking about uh, coordinating the the collective group and, and externalities and things of that variety. So um, that's what I'm going to talk about today, uh, and it'll be adjacent to blockchain, but I won't go into some of the things that I've talked about in recent podcasts or that I've interviewed people about around, you know, DAOs and how they can relate to EA funds or, you know, transparency and outcomes and supply chains. I think there's a lot of great work in that space, um, and I think it's, but, we, but we've already talked about it, so I'm going to talk a little bit more um, about Kind of the community piece, especially relating to what uh, William talked about. So we're going to talk about kind of two big buckets today. The first is from a kind of a first principles perspective around how the EA community can grow and um, kind of find alignment with other communities. And then second, we're going to talk a little bit about how blockchain, the, the technology within blockchain and tokens specifically, um, can be used within the EA community to kind of organize and coordinate the um, effective altruist uh, community. So talking about the first point there, um, thinking about how the effective altruist community can, uh, how it can align with and coordinate with other communities out there. And I want to think about this from kind of a first principles perspective, and especially from kind of a crossing the chasm perspective, where we say, okay, you have these initial early adopters, the couple thousand people that are in the EA community now, who are hyper-rational, who go on less wrong, etc., who think about qualities in their free time, and now we're going to try to expand that into um, other aligned communities. And so the first community that I want to, or the first um, first principle that I want to think about here is um, essentially this this concept that there's a gradient within uh, within how we should think about our outcomes and our impact. So you have a there's first a gradient between ends and means, but there's also a gradient when you just think about ends and you say, okay, within a given ends, you can think about qualities in the abstract and say we're just purely trying to optimize for qualities. Um, or you could say, you know, it is a gradient here, and you know, if I can save my child, or if I can save these two children for the same amount of money, maybe I'll want to save uh, my child, even though from a totally abstract perspective, um, saving the two children might be better. So I think that this is something that when I've talked with um, various colleagues and friends around effective altruism, it's something that they um, bring up as kind of a negative aspect of the EA mindset, which is, hey, what about the, there's so many problems at home, and what about our local communities around us? And I think that um, that's something that EAs kind of push this other perspective where they say, no, purely optimize for qualities, and, you know, our one metric that matters is qualities. And I would propose that we acknowledge the gradient, and we say, actually, let's make our one metric that matters something more like locally adjusted, quality adjusted life years. So locally adjusted qualities, um, which would say, hey, 
you know, optimizing for yourself is pretty good, and then optimizing kind of, you know, for some of your friends and family is good, optimizing then for your community or for, you know, for your nation is good, but then optimizing for humanity as a whole is also good, and saying that there should be a gradient between, you know, if you can spend a hundred bucks and help out your community a bit, maybe you should do that, and you can spend a hundred bucks and help out, um, you know, people in more developing countries where it'll have a hundred x the impact. So I think that I think that something like this will allow the kind of do-good and philanthropic and charitable communities to kind of, it will allow the effective altruist community to interact with those um, groups more and say, hey, um, who is interested in outcomes? Great, let's all talk about outcomes together. And ah, you're, um, even though you're not the Against Malaria Foundation, you don't, you don't have super effective um, dollars per quality ratio. You do. You're working in the community in this really good way. You have really outcomes given the really good outcomes given the community. So, because of that, we think that we support you thinking about the community, and we support the people thinking about qualities from a kind of a earth sense. So this is that's kind of one first principles framing that I think could be helpful for the effective altruist community, which is acknowledging the gradient between um, between who we should help and how in using something like locally adjusted quality adjusted life years. So that's one side. The other side is um, thinking is something that I think the effective altruist community is dealing with and the general nonprofit um, uh, community is dealing with is how to uh, measure value. And right now we as a community essentially um, or as as a as an earth uh, we measure value primarily in terms of dollars where if I you know, give you something, you'll give me some dollars in return to indicate, or, or some money in return to indicate that you, that I have provided you value. Uh, but the issue, as we know with this, is that if you have a rich person, and I say, hey, rich person, I'll per give you um, one point worth of value, they say, sweet, I'll pay a hundred bucks for that one point, versus if I pay the, if I'm like, hey, you know, poor person, I'll give you one point worth of value, they can only pay me one dollar um, for that. And given kind of an incentive capitalistic kind of system, we are going to, uh, if we're optimizing around dollars, then I would, I am not going to provide the poor person with money, but rather I would provide the, um, I'm not gonna provide the poor person with value, but rather I provide the rich person with value because I'll get 100X my returns um, providing them with that one point of value. So that's kind of the way that we currently measure value um, is through money um, and classically kind of nation state fiat. And I think that we can find new ways to measure value. Uh, and this is aligned with a lot of other communities that are working out there thinking about the outcomes, um, you know, the pay for success community, the kind of convergence of companies and nonprofits in the space around impact investing, social entrepreneurship, B corporations, social impact bonds. There's a lot of work kind of happening in terms of people trying to create infrastructure and frameworks for measuring um, outcome-based value rather than just dollar-based value. Um, so. I think that the effective altruist community, this is to say that I think the effective altruist community shares a lot with all these this kind of convergence of the nonprofit and profit sector around new ways to measure value. I think that the effective altruist community kind of joined more in with the pay for success community and with the um, the kind of do you know social entrepreneurship community. I think that could be very powerful. Um, so those are kind of two uh, first principles framings that I think. Um, the effective altruist community shares with communities around it that could uh, provide for collaborations going forward to allow us to go from, to cross the chasm from early adopters to an early majority. 
Cool. Given that, um, now let's think about this other side here, which is specifically around blockchain and uh, thinking about what William said in his email around kind of this new portfolio approach where we think from a community perspective, not from an individual perspective. We start to think about our externalities. Um, this is work that a lot of uh, blockchain people are working on, this kind of core um, and crowd coordination. And the core and crowd means it's from this book machine platform crowd. When um, that third one crowd is saying, hey, let's think about the general kind of decentralized world around us um, and how that relates to the core of you know institutions, companies, nonprofits, um, and how should the core and the crowd kind of work with each other um, in order to most leverage our impact. So this is kind of super in line with what William's saying around how can we as a community, how can we think from a community perspective, um, from a, you know, a crowd perspective and from a core perspective. Uh, so first, from you know, thinking from blockchain here, this is something that the blockchain community is is deeply invested in. This is, you know, they are trying to create an organic, decentralized movement, and uh, as part of that, they're they're trying a bunch of non-technical things like you know meetups and conferences and um, you know these call you know vid video conferences, uh, you know podcast ecosystems. Uh, ways for um, certain cores and certain companies to kind of broadcast out uh, the things that they're working on. There's a lot of, of stuff that's happening on the blockchain side here that is trying to kind of correctly negotiate and coordinate between the core and the crowd as we go forward. But there's also um, a lot of technical work happening in the blockchain space. Um, and that technical work primarily happens around uh, tokens and cryptocurrencies. So just to give a high-level overview on what that what they do and what that means is, uh, so a token is kind of a digitally scarce item. So it is, uh, that didn't used to exist on the internet, digitally scarce items. Usually you can copy everything as many times as you want, but a token is a, is a digitally scarce item. And because it's digitally scarce, it has value. And so it can have value either of the pure scarcity form or what people call like the mimetic form, where it's just like, hey, because there are 10 of these, Think of it like a trading card. Because there are only 10 of these coins, um, they have value. Um, so something like Dogecoin is a good example of this, where there are uh, there's $200 million worth of Dogecoins out there. They don't do anything, but they are a sign of um, but they're a scarce asset, and there's demand for them, and therefore they have value, and they're a sign that you're kind of part of this community and part of this Doge uh, network, the meme, the Doge meme. That's one way that tokens can have value. The other way that they can have value um, is through utility. So they can have utility value. And what that means is so something like um, Ether is a good example of this. So Ether, which is the cryptocurrency for the Ethereum blockchain, um, Ether is used to run smart contracts. So you need to pay a little bit of Ether to run some essentially computation on this Ethereum world computer. And because there are people that want to run this computation, um, they say, hey, I want to run a smart contract, therefore I need to buy some Ether, um, and therefore Ether has value. And it has value because it has actual utility to be used um, in this system. So you can kind of think of it like running an API call um, on the Ethereum blockchain costs Ether, um, and therefore it has utility value. So this is to say that a token is a digitally scarce item. It can just be just be valuable because it is um, because it's scarce, or it can be and it can be valuable because it's scarce and it actually can be used for something. It has utility. So tokens are, I think, something that the 
effective altruist community could really leverage um, in order to kind of uh, work on this coordination problem. So uh, you can imagine something like an EA coin or an effective altruist coin, and it can have it has a bunch of different benefits that I think the uh, EA community can use. So the first is the EA coin can be an incentive um, to do things that we want the EA community to do. So one example of this, you can either like kind of pay your dollars, you can imagine paying money to an effective altruist organization and then getting EA coin in return. Um, so that's a way to essentially incentivize dollars into the EA system is by saying, hey, if you give dollars to the EA system, we will give you EA coin in return. So you can kind of spend scarce money to get EA coin and incentivize that, or you can um, you know incentivize scarce time. And so what this would look like is saying, hey, if you achieve an outcome that we want, like let's say getting another person to join the giving what we can pledge, then you would get an EA coin in return. Um, this is a way to essentially incentivize people to spend their time on EA outcomes that we want. And this is something that the cryptocurrency community uses already um, with something like, uh, it's essentially a variant on a social impact bond where the money is given once the outcome is achieved. Um, and so there are things in the uh, crypto community space like these social impact coins or something like solar coin where by, by when you generate solar power, you get solar coin in return. So just to say that this is the first thing that tokens can be used for is as an incentive to work for the ecosystem, an incentive for either money paying into the ecosystem or for time getting the outcomes that the ecosystem wants. So that is um, one way. So EA coin can be produced and kind of incentivized as it's being produced, it's incentivizing a certain kind of work that we want. Once you have those EA coins, once people start to have them, then it's a way to kind of show skin in the game and kind of tribal membership. Um, so this is something you see in the crypto space a lot is once somebody has one ETH, then they're like, oh my God, I love Ethereum. Let's make Ethereum do a thing. And that's true for almost all the cryptocurrencies. Um, and so something like an EA coin would be similar. Well, once you have that EA coin, that's essentially, it's both an indicator that you spent a scarce resource, time or money to get into the system and to get that EA coin. And it's like a, then once you have that EA coin, it's kind of a sign of tribal membership. Um, and it's a thing that kind of, you think about when you do actions in the future is you think about your EA coin and wanting to kind of increase the, increase the price of the EA coin or it becomes part of your your the way you conceptualize of yourself, those kind of things. So to say that once, once we've created the EA coins, then they can be a powerful way to kind of create tribal membership within a community. And then finally going to this last point here and kind of the utility value, once you imagine that these EA coins have been incentivized, have been created, have created tribal membership, then have created skin in the game, then um, they can be used for various things. They can have utility value. So you can imagine EA coin being used in the community for something like governance or voting. So you can, this, you know, to go a little bit deep on this, you can imagine something like an EA fund, which has been turned into a DAO, and that DAO is controlled not by a given organization, but rather by people voting um, who have uh, EA coins, and they get to vote on where the funds are allocated. Uh, you can also imagine other things where the EA coins are kind of spent on people's time within the community. There are lots of different ways that you can imagine EA coins could be used for the utility value after they've been created. Um, so I think that this is a powerful way to kind of, uh, and as we've seen with something like blockchain and cryptocurrency, it's a powerful, tokens are a powerful way to incentivize work, to show tribal membership in the game, and then to be used for utility value. I think that the EA community could uh, 
could benefit from this. Um, once you have something like an EA coin, then becomes this question, this kind of goes to the first points I was talking about, about the EA community with respect to other communities, and also the EA community and thinking about kind of what William was saying about specialization. Um, how should something like an EA coin reflect the you know cause priority cause prioritization of open philanthropy or 80,000 hours or give well or what have you. Um, and so uh, you can imagine that this EA coin is essentially, it's the shared outcome coin, which you can have some kind of, it's kind of a, you know, a, a macro quality coin, but you can imagine some sub quality coins that are like, hey, if you're working on the EA community, maybe you can get coins um, by working in that for that metric or for that shared outcome. Maybe if you're working in the AI alignment community, then you can get coins for that shared outcome. Um, so, and you can also imagine versions that are above that that are not just uh, effective altruistic, but maybe are related to um, the more general nonprofit space. Um, so you can imagine kind of sub and supersets of EA coin um, that allow for micro and macro differentiation within the community. And, and this is something that people expect is, um, you know, the, the classic thing that people say is, as the internet was to information, uh, blockchain is to coordination. And in both cases, it decreases the cost of X. So the internet drastically decreased the cost of distributing and creating information, and people expect blockchains to drastically decrease the cost of coordinating um, and bringing crowds together. So this is to say that uh, these kind of sub and super coins will allow more organic kind of decentralized coordination of the crowd. Cool. Um, so with that said, uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, little podcast around from a first principles framing, how can we, um, how can the EA community interact with other communities, both around locally adjusted quality adjusted life years and around uh, new ways to measure impact and value. Um, and then secondarily, uh, there we had the concept around the token and how the token how tokens can be used for good. Um, and, and tokens can be used within the EA community to kind of empower a lot of things that Will is talking about. Um, so with that much said, if you're interested in some of this other stuff, definitely feel free to check out some of my other podcasts and interviews with people in the blockchain for good space. Um, and if you see me at EA Global, come and say hi. Great, thanks so much. Um, oh, one final note, if you want to support me on Patreon, feel free to go to patreon.com slash Landmark. that's slash R-H-Y-S. L-I-N-D-M-A-R-K. Great. Bye.